Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Well, it's been a, a full-on full on couple of months. And um, did you enjoy uh, Pastor Ben a couple of weeks ago? Pastor Ben, he was good. Yeah, and uh, uh, Pastor Don last week. Man, I've got to tell you, I think that is the best I've seen Don flow in the spirit in the 28 years I've known him. Um, he's just getting better and better. And uh, it's always been our belief that, you know, that um, to have a healthy body, you know, you have to give it a variety of foods. And uh, if you ate the same food every day, you certainly uh, wouldn't be benefited by that at all. You wouldn't get the uh, nutrient that, nutrients that the body requires to grow strong. And, you know, that's the goal of us as a church, uh, as we come together, um, to receive what's required so that we can grow healthy and strong, not only physically but spiritually. Amen? I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we come. We come so that we can, you know, receive from the Spirit of God what we need to. And uh, we've always tried to bring a, uh, you know, speakers that will bring more to the table. Um, it's no good bringing the same voice every week. Who knows, you'd get sick of me. If it was me every week, you'd get sick of that. I mean, that's a shock to me. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you, you would get sick of that. And, and so we invite people like Pastor Shane Willard to come in. I mean, Shane can bring something to the table that I certainly can't bring to the table. Um, you know, people like um, Pastor Jeff Vines, he'll be here next month uh, after quite a few years uh, being locked out of Australia and so forth. Um, so Jeff will be here at the end of uh, November. And so that's another voice, uh, you know, that comes to the table. Um, you know, Annie's a different voice than me. And I'm sure you get more out of her than you do me, but you put it all together and, and you get a, a, a proper diet, a proper spiritual diet that is going to um, build you, you know, strong. And it's the benefit of being committed to a church. It's the benefit of coming every week and, and sacrificing whatever to make it to be here, you know, so that you can, you know, have that consistency uh, in your life that continues to bring a balanced spiritual diet. Um, and I think for those believers who go from church to church and, you know, speaker to speaker, you know, someone's speaking over there, we go there, someone's over there, or following the, you know, surfing the YouTube, you know, who knows, you can get any speaker on YouTube. It's like takeout every night. You know, you, you'll survive but you won't grow. You won't grow. And that's the, the, the blessing of being a part of the house. And we as a church, uh, particularly this year, the beginning of this year when the word of the Lord came, launched us into a growth season. A growth season. And that's uh, really important. And it's time to, again, to awaken that pioneer spirit within us. Whatever's happened over the last few years, that's done. It's gone, it's dusted. Now we've got to rise up. 
Now we've got to waken that pioneer spirit, start to get hungry again for the things of God. And, of course, if you were hungry for the Spirit of God last week, um, wow, uh, you got a full meal right there last week uh, with Pastor Don. And um, so our focus must be continually, you know, building a strong spirit. And uh, turn to Haggai, uh, Haggai chapter 1. We've been in Haggai for a few months now, and, and uh, you know, we're building and building and building upon the Word of God. From verse 7, it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house, so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shintiel, Joshua, son of Zodak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the message of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. Three things I want to bring out of this passage of Scripture today to build us strong, to build our spirit strong and prepare us, you know, for this season ahead. Because this is our time, folks. This is our time to rise and to grow and to put in place what's most important for this season. To put in place what we need as the body of Christ, to grow strong. And remember, as I preached the other week, the only way to be sure is to make sure, amen? Only way to be sure is to make sure. Number one today, you need his favor. In verse 9, there in that passage of Scripture, it says, You expected much, but see, it was turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares uh, the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains in ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. It's not surprising that whatever they touched just turned out ordinary. Whatever they laid their hand to, whatever they built or sewn or did whatever, just returned ordinary. It wasn't it was just a lot of hard work. And the reason for that was because they were doing life without the favor of God. Doing life without the favor. And you can live that way. But it's a tough road, folks. It's a tough road. And the reason that they never had the favor of God was because they had their priorities all wrong. All wrong. They were so busy building their own kingdom that they neglected building God's kingdom. I mean, I don't know what happened 14 years earlier. You know, I don't know why the, the, the building stopped. I, I, I don't know what happened. But the, 
when that foundation stopped and, and the building ceased, what it did, it created a void. Just created a void. They came with purpose. They came with mission. They came with the declaration of God to build the temple, to build the house of God. And they, they started well. And they built the foundation. They built it strong. And then they stopped. Then they stopped. And what happens was they were so busy and motivated, when that stopped, they just filled that void with something else. Building their own kingdom building their own houses. I mean, we saw this in COVID, didn't we? You know, people for many years, decades of church life, coming every Sunday, doing, being a part, serving in the house, doing all that. COVID broke all that. It broke that routine. It broke that consistency, that rhythm. Amen? And so what happened, COVID created a void in our lives. I remember I could preach a, a message on Tuesday and it was recorded for Sunday. I had Sundays off. Do you know how long it's been since I had Sundays off? I kind of didn't know what to do with myself. So, well, we could, for exercise reasons only through the COVID season, we could go to the beach, <laughs> play golf. It was fantastic. I've got to tell you, I, I had a little moment there where I thought, I could do this. I could do this. And sadly, a lot of people fill that void with different aspects, different priorities. And of course, when COVID season was over and through and we're back to normal and we're back in the house and we're not distanced and we're not all of those restrictions, they went missing. MIA, missing. You know, it's interesting when Solomon finished the temple, God appeared to him one night in a, in a dream and said in Second Chronicles 7.15, God said this, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Why? Because the house of God was built. The house of God was built. God's priority was put in place. And then he says, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. You see, the church or, or, or the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, is the top priority in the heart of God. You are the top priority in the heart of God. That's the way, that's how valuable, that's how important you are. And when our focus becomes his focus, then his favor is all over that. It's all over that. I heard a, a quote this week. I'll get that in a little bit later. That word favor means enjoying special advantages. And there's a key in this passage of Scripture in verse 8. If you have a look in verse 8, I'm sure you've got it in your Bible because it's just here in mine. Go up into the mountains and bring down the timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honoured. And be honoured. Now, I know God's not insecure, but he deserves our honour. 
He deserves to be honoured. And it's the, a God principle that never fails. When we honour God, the favour of God is upon us. When we honour God, you know, in, in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. See, when you honour God, you put him first. You put him first, and then the favour begins to flow. That's how it works. The second thing we need is his blessing. His blessing. Let's read verse 10. It says here, Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I was reading this the other day, and I noticed in this passage of Scripture one little phrase. One little phrase that highlights the God opportunity. Listen to it. The God opportunity. He says, because of you. He says, because of you. Now, you can't fix something if you don't know what's wrong. You can't fix it. Now, if it was because of them that the rain had stopped and there was no favour on anything that they did, and the crops failed, then it wasn't some unforeseen circumstance or, or some act of nature or something that they had no control over. No, no. They could fix this. They could fix this. this, this it was, he said, because of you, this has happened. So wait a minute. If it's because of me, then I can change it. If it's because of me, then I can reverse that. I can turn that around. That's in my control. I can do that. And if you read on in the book of Haggai, you'll notice that the people said yes. They obeyed the Lord. And in verse 19, God says, from this day on, I will bless you. Once a penny dropped, he said, because of you, you've, because of the, the way that you have not honoured me, not put me first in your priorities, I've shut the heavens. You have no favour, you have no blessing. But as soon as they turned that around and said, whoa, okay, we can fix this, all of a sudden, God said, I will bless you. I will bless you. They took the God opportunity and turned it around. Isn't that cool? And the good news for us is that we've got the same opportunity. We've got the same opportunity. They honoured God and, they've, and, and he gave them favour. Then they obeyed the Lord and he blessed them. It's a God principle. It doesn't fail. It's not too hard that we can't understand it. Or No, we just got to apply it. We just got to do it. It's totally up to us. But I think for many, many have their principles wrong. Have you ever play, prayed that, that prayer, God bless me? I know I have. I'll let you off the hook. I have. You went very quiet then, you're right? I've prayed that. It's not selfish. It's, it's smart. Okay, God bless me. God bless me. I want to be blessed. But, you know, I prayed that one day, and, and I, I, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or just in my head. Well, I don't know. But I heard, this, uh, I heard this voice say, 
Why? And I'm like, oh, well, uh, 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 why? Good question. Let me ask you today, if you prayed that prayer, Lord, bless me. And the Lord said to you, why do you want to be blessed? Think about it right now. Why, why do you want to be blessed? What's your answer? Now, the right answer is, so I can be a blessing to others. Amen? Otherwise, you've got a whole bunch of selfish kids, right? It's all about me, 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 me. No, the right answer is, so that I can be a blessing to others. But I don't know if that's our original intent when we say, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. You know, I've, I've heard people say, why does God let little children die of starvation in other countries? You ever, you ever heard someone question that? If God's so good, if God's so big, if God's so wonderful, why does he let little kids die in other nations? And I've got to tell you, God's got nothing to do with it. He's given us the provision on this planet that every kid could be fed. The problem is the people who've got the money won't give it. Amen? There's enough provision on the planet. There's enough there. The problem is there's so few that have hoarded up so much that it's never got to that starving little kid. Bill Gates could eradicate world starvation tomorrow. Amen? Who's the richest guy on the planet? Is it? What's that guy, licorice? No, Musk. Musk. That's right, Musk. He's got a few dollars, apparently. You know, he's sending things up in space and everything. About feeding a hungry kid. Amen? Why? He doesn't have the heart of God. He doesn't have the heart of God. So you've got to have the heart of God to think of someone else. And we, the church, we, the body of Christ, that should be our priority. We want to be blessed. You bet. I pray you become multi, multi-millionaires, but not for yourself, for purpose, for a kingdom purpose that you can sow and build and restore. <coughs> Amen. Jesus taught a parable in... Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 16, he said, and he told them this parable. The, the ground of a certain rich man yield an abundant harvest. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God. Amen? Amen. It's not to say we live in poverty uh, under a bridge somewhere. 
We always look after our own. That's our responsibility. But it's not all about us, folks. Take every opportunity to be a blessing. To be a blessing. Say, yeah, Lord, bless me so I can be a blessing to the people in my world. Those who have no chance of giving me anything in return. That's what the kingdom of God looks like. The third thing is his kingdom. Verse 13, let's read it. Verse 13 to 15. It says, Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shintiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Zozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month. Did you see the subtle change? Did you pick that up in Scripture? They began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God. Their God. You know, in verse 2, do you remember we preached about this some weeks ago? In verse 2, the Lord called them these people, not my people. God absolutely detached himself from them because their priorities were wrong. He said, these people say it's not time to build. You remember that in verse 2? Now the very same people who have turned it around say, their God. Their God. It's been a massive shift from these people building their own kingdom but now they have begun building God's kingdom and he becomes their God. Their God. I like that. You know, I heard a quote the other day at a conference last week and it said, if, if we pray thy kingdom come, we must also pray my kingdom go. Can you hear me this morning? The Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We must also pray, my kingdom go. Because you can't have two kingdoms. You can't live in two kingdoms. We either live in his kingdom or we live in our kingdom. <clears throat> and it's something that we don't hear a lot about in the modern church, but Jesus said in John 3, 3, he said, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. What does that mean? means born again into his kingdom, into his kingdom. It's a shift, folks. He's not an add-on. Christianity is not an accessory to your daily life. Amen? It's not. It's not. It's not about my kingdom. It's about his kingdom. You know, we say the prayer and, and you know, nothing really changes. Come to church, tick the box. You know, do the routine every week and, uh, you know, off we go. But really, are we born again into his kingdom? That's the question. We better find out because <laughs> that's a pretty important question. Amen? Paul tells us that when we embrace his kingdom, Second Corinthians 5.20 that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. 
Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's, Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So how can we tell if we are of his kingdom or our own? And it's very simple. We look over our, our, our world, our, our life, our seven days in a week. And how much of our world, our time, our week is committed to his mission? Amen? That's how we know what kingdom we're in. It's not about what we say, it's about what we do. And because we're ambassadors of his kingdom, that's the evidence of that. Amen? Which means we, we're, we're actually living in a foreign country. You might have been born in Australia, but when, you, when you're born again into his kingdom, you're living in a foreign country. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God to this nation. Amen? Which means there's a few rules to that. Ambassadors who are in another nation don't get involved in their politics. Because they're there to present the kingdom. The kingdom that they represent. So we have Christians all over the world getting involved in all sorts of stuff that they shouldn't be involved with. They should be involved with promoting the kingdom of God. That's it. We live with purpose, folks. I've got to get you to understand this. See, I'm, I'm getting at the real pointy end of the stick, right? I'm getting to an age now where you start to think about retirement and stuff. And the one question that I can't shake is, okay, I get it. My job description will change in years to come. Whatever that looks like, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I've got to... But I must live with purpose. I can't not live with purpose. And on a bad day, I thought, you know what? Get a camper van and just take off. A couple of bad emails and it's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Get the camper van. I reckon that it last three days. It would break my heart to see Ann pack the camper van, unpack it, pack it again, unpack it. I couldn't do that to her. I love that woman too much. Last about three days. Why? Because there's no purpose to it. You've got to live with purpose, folks. That's not an age thing. That's a kingdom thing. That's a kingdom thing. Are you living with purpose? Are you making a difference? Amen. I'm off to India tomorrow. And I thought about that. I thought, you know, well, when I, when I retire on that day, whenever that happens, I'm still going to India. And it's not a holiday, folks. It's purpose. You know what I live on in India? Bananas. I can't eat anything else. 
bananas and puri. Who knows what puri is? No, puri is, don't you? It's like a, it's like a little pancake that they drop in oil and it goes. Right? And you let it settle. And I throw a banana in it and I roll it up. That's, that's all they eat in India. Two weeks of banana puri. Puri, puri. So I don't go for the food. I don't go for the experience. Wow, India. I've been going since 85, since 1985. Amen. Go because there's purpose. There's hungry people. There's people that are sick. We've got medical centres. There's people that are hungry. We feed them. There's, there's lepers that we, we look after. It's about purpose. You want fulfillment? You want joy? It's not a huge bank balance. It's about purpose. And if you're in this church, I want you to get that. I want you to get that. You may not travel to India, but you can tithe. Bring your tithe into the storehouse, and I guarantee that kids will be fed. The hurting will be reached, the broken. I'm, I promise you, kids in our schools who come to school without breakfast. Now, I come from a very poor family, but I can't believe that kids go to school without breakfast. How, how does a parent send their kid to school without breakfast? I, I just can't get that. So we feed them pancakes. I think we do. How many schools do we do now? Joey, how many schools do we do? Every morning to the Pimpermar School and for the, uh, for the other high schools they do pancake breakfast at schools like, you say, well, when I bring my tithe into the house, I'm a part of purpose. I'm a part of a mission. Honour God and you receive His favour. Obey God and you receive His blessing. Embrace his mission and you'll receive his kingdom. And I've got to tell you, church, if you can read the signs, these are serious days. These are serious days. There can be no middle of the road here. These are serious days. You're either in the kingdom or not. It's that simple. And I pray you are. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, We've got to grow spiritually strong. We've got to grow spiritually strong. Lord, we've got to get our priorities right. We've got to get our focus right. Because what we put our life into is either eternal or not. Build each one of us. Lord, we say build the church, but you know that each individual here today is the church. Is the church. We're the church. Build us. Build us, I pray. Amen. Amen. You good? You've been fed. But you get scones for dessert. Is that good at the back? God bless you. Thanks, folks. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.